Samik Shooter Young learned at an early age that love doesn't make you responsible. His parents chose their vices over him, and although they were there, they fell short when it came to providing stability. This deficient divorced him into the streets and into a different type of family where he had to do whatever necessary to survive. Years passed, and he built a one-man operation that was just enough to provide a good life, but kept him under the radar. However, as a man, he once again learns that love doesn't make you responsible. When one of his transactions are interrupted by an ex who chose her vices over raising their daughter, a daughter that Shooter wasn't aware existed, he's left once again to stand up where someone else fell short. Refusing to be a mirror image of his parents, he has some tough choices to make, which meant rearranging his priorities enough to be a father to his daughter. He walks away from everything and grinds in any way possible to make sure they're bo they both have what they need. That left little to no room in his life for anything other than being on his grind and raising his daughter. Until her. Unfortunately, Shooter finds himself stuck between what his heart is being pulled to and what his mind is fighting against. Once you're faded off to love, once you're faded off of love, you no longer have control, no matter how hard you fight to maintain it. Hello, my beautiful people, and welcome back to the Bibliophiles Bookcase. I am your host, Erica the Bibliophile. And today's book is Faded Shooter and Know Me, Book One and Two by Casey Mills. As you probably already heard, you can figure out, I'm a little stopped up this week. Just got a little springtime cold. Um, but yeah, we're going to rock it out. I hope it sounds better than that last time I was sick. Oh, I sounded a mess, child. But listen, <laughs> let's get into this book. Yes, another, I think this is my second Casey Mills story because I've been real heavy on be love and I was like girl you need to move around honey um but yes and you know a lot of the authors have to re-release their stories and put them back out I had been searching for this book I love this story um of Shooter and Nomi and there's also another couple in the story uh Dreek and Ravika, but we're going to shorten her name to Riv. So, let's. How does the story start? The story starts with uh, Samik, who is known as Shooter. He is doing a drug deal, you know, like in a dark alley somewhere. And all of a sudden, his ex walks up with a baby, and you know, she's looking uh, all drugged out. And he like, girl, go away. Can't you see I'm busy? And she like, I can't do this no more. He like, do what? And she throws this baby at him and says, you know, she's your responsibility too. I can't do this. And for a man who did not know he had a baby, and it's like, girl, I ain't seen you in like a year. If you don't get out my fucking face and come get this child. But she runs off saying she can't do it. And he's stuck with a baby and you know he goes through the necessary things of getting her tested making sure that this is his baby and he starts to raise the little girl 
her name is Ari. She's now four years old. And, you know, it's just been him and her thugging it out. Because it's like, okay, I got a baby. Uh, I'm getting out the drug game. You know, can't do that shit no more. Uh, and he opens up a tattoo shop. He's a tattoo artist. You know, he just made all the necessary changes. Because it's like, damn. You really just threw this baby on me and left. And it seems like he is surrounded by people who are on drugs because his girlfriend got into drugs. Uh, His parents are on drugs, both of them. They're still married and they're still together, but they are, you know, out in the streets doing drugs. And his, are we going to call him his best friend? Yeah, his best friend, Dreek, also pops pills, but he swears he has it under control and it's not a problem. Uh and so he go okay he gets a phone i had to think i was like how does this go he gets a phone call from you know people he's still connected to in the drug game saying you know your people out here causing all this ruckus outside the trap house need you to come get them and so he goes over there one day and he sees a lady like she's attractive but he calls her like a fucking druggie or an addict or something like that and like basically brushes past her and is judging her and <clears throat> this is where we are introduced to Nomi. Nomi I get she feels better about the fact that she doesn't do uh I guess quote unquote hard drugs. She's a pill popper. And she takes pills to erase the pain of her sister and her mother no longer being there. They were killed in a car accident that she believed that she caused. And, you know, she's she has survivor's remorse. And so, you know, she just takes these pills to get herself high. And she doesn't have to feel. She doesn't have to think. So it's like, I, I don't care about nothing when I have these pills. She's also a waitress at the local diner, and, like, the next day when she goes to work, Shooter is there with his daughter. Now, they don't know each other. They just had that passing at the trap house, and she's his waitress, so she goes over there. You know, she's just trying to... She's being a waitress. She's having good customer service, trying to talk them up, but, of course... He's like fucking uh like don't talk to my daughter. She just get her this and go on all about your business. And it's just like that. It ain't like I'm trying to personally get with you. I'm just trying to do my job. And so then at some point the little girl stands up and she has to go to the bathroom. And you know, he tells her, go ahead. And Nomi is like, you know, I can go in there with her, help her out if you need me to. Because, of course, he can't go into the women's bathroom and he can't take her into the men's bathroom. And he's like, look, back up, all right? I don't need you to do nothing for my daughter. I don't need you trying to get in with her. Don't talk to her. She know how to go to the bathroom and come right back out. And you know what? I'd have been like, fuck it. You right. You got it. But 
I know that comes from him thinking that he knows everything about her because he saw her coming out of that drug house. Because it's like, you really don't know her. You didn't know anything about her. You didn't know if she was buying them for someone else. You know, just copping to resell, make a little money herself. You don't know nothing. You just saw her coming out of there and just assume you knew everything. And then because, you know... Uh, he's that guy. Women have tried to get closer to his daughter thinking that that would make uh, them more attractive to him. And uh, yeah, am I saying that right? Make, making them more appealing to him, I should say. And she's like, I'm just trying to help you all. You really just sending your four-year-old into the bathroom alone. She might need some help. That's all it was. But she's like, all right, you got it. Don't even worry about it. It's cool. Like, nigga, you don't know me. I don't know you. You judging me. It is what it is. And so, it's just like, whatever. But, because he's, like, downplaying his attraction to her, and he is upset at the fact that he is attracted to her, he helps her out. Like, uh, he tells them to stop selling to her. They meet up on a few occasions and just, like, talk it out and she tells him about her problems and instead of her taking the pills they have sex and i was just like why why would you do such a thing like sex solves nothing and it's awkward for a minute after that until they get to talking again and they begin to get closer and one night you know, she stays the night because he has to run out and do something. And Ari jumps in the bed in her, like, jumps in the bed with her, like, are you my daddy's friend? You know, can you braid my hair like yours? Like, she's just all up in her face. And Ari is a sweet little girl. You know, she's full of energy, just bouncing all over the place. Just cute. Just being real, real cute. And because she knows how shooter is about his daughter she's like uh i'm your daddy's friend you know we're just friends um but she gets up like she makes her pancakes because she says her daddy cooks her pancakes every morning uh and she braids her hair like you know they're getting real close and shooter calls on the phone because he had been out like all night that nigga came in he was tired as fuck uh and he was like, you know, I really appreciate you doing this for me. And so they break down that barrier. And I was like, that's all it was. He was just like, you know, ain't going to be no revolving doors when it comes to his daughter. And I was like, oh, thank God. Because I hate parents who do that. Like, you constantly, especially, not especially, but is it more so happens with women than men. Because men are protective like this. Like, no, every girl I meet or have sex with don't get to meet my daughter like this is just sex what you need to meet my kid for and I said daughter like sons too like leave my child alone you're not gonna be around that long and don't think that talking to them and trying to buy them stuff is gonna make me want to be with you even more when I've already expressed that this is nothing but sex but then you have women who are constantly like this is your uncle this is your uncle this is your uncle and it's like First of all, that's gross. Because that means you're sleeping with your brother. I just want... And it's like, when you explain family dynamics 
to children, they're going to be like, this is, I thought you said this was my uncle. So don't that make them your brother? Why are you kissing your brother? Because, you know, kids be peeking around and looking at shit that they ain't got no business looking at. And so, uh, they're getting closer, like they boyfriend and girlfriend, uh, shooter gave her a tattoo like he be having her come up to the shop like just sit with me like shit we ain't even doing nothing i just want to look at you all day i was like oh must be nice uh and at one point (laughs) it was so random because you know he told her to you know sit sit with me all day whatever and the girl in his chair is just being so extra. She's like, ah, careful. You of all people should know how sensitive I am. And he like stopped that gun and looked at her and was like, <laughs> bitch, if you don't cut it out. And he looks directly at Nomi like, uh, I've had sex with her in the past. She obviously wants to make that known. And then that's when old girl in the chair is embarrassed and it's like embarrassed for what you brought this on yourself you see that his girl is there like he's made it known who she is and you want to put on a show so you know the fucking circus is in town like and she don't say nothing else after that it's just like yeah i bet like what you doing all this for and then oh i forgot I forgot her name because she's really not important. But also at the beginning of the story, he was messing with this girl who he made clear. Like, once again, like, it's just sex. We're not in a relationship. You can do you because I'm damn sure doing me. It is what it is. And she's like, you know, we've been doing this for a while. When you gonna let me meet your daughter? And he's like, girl, never. Like, you don't talk to her. Don't approach her. Because, and then at the restaurant, that's what it was too, at that same day at the restaurant, she walks in and tries to introduce herself to Ari, and Shooter is, for lack of a better word, shooting daggers at her, like, bitch, if you don't get the fuck away from my daughter and stop talking to her, like, I have made it very clear. And that's another thing, like, when people set boundaries, and then you try to cross those boundaries... Like, that don't make you look better in this person's eyes. If anything, it's like, I knew right from the start. Because your ass don't listen. But she just keeps trying to worm her way into being his woman, I guess. Because she just keep popping up like, you know that girl? You know what she does, right? Like, this is who you chose to be with your daughter? And he's like, whether I do or not, whether it's her or not, it's never going to be you. So why are you worried about it? And it's just like, girl, she was seen out at the club by his best friend, Dreek, with somebody else. And it's just like, so, girl, you got somebody else. You doing your own thing. So why are you worried about me and being all up in my face, acting like I'm the only one you want? Girl, get out of here. And so then we have Dreek, who I said is Shooter's best friend. And he meets a girl because one night they were supposed to meet up. But that was the night that uh, Shooter and Nomi had sex. Because he was like, you know, I got to kick it with her tonight. I need to be here for her tonight. You know, we'll meet up again some other time. So that's the night that he meets uh, 
Rebecca. And he thought it was just going to be a one-night stand thing, boom, bow. He out of there. But, you know, they start talking. They get closer. And he's like, I like her. I want to see where this goes. But uh, Rebecca also has an ex-boyfriend that she's kind of getting over, still has some type of attachment to, but not really because he cheated on her. And he... uh. He's like a, a rapper, I think. Yeah. Because she was like, I know you sleeping with your producer who he lied and told her was a man, but it's actually a woman. And he swears like ain't nothing going on, ain't nothing happening. And she's like, I'm not stupid because this is some fact you lied about that. You was doing other shit. Like, just leave me alone. And this is when, because they having like this big old argument and Drink pulls up and was like, uh... You know, I'm here now. Basically, get out her face. Ain't none of that going on no more. And they fall pretty quickly, like, for each other. Because he's like, you know, she ain't like none of these other hoes. And, uh, you know, I'm digging her. And so, with... with that he was like i thought you was done with that like why you going back to him and she's like what i doing none of your damn business nigga you know like get you some and he like i said drink has a pill problem like he be popping pills like this shit like it's going out of style but he swear he's not an addict he has it all under control whatever whatever until uh what is it until oh yeah see once again that's why i'll be remembering all these girls names because there's so many of them uh he's messing with a girl from the hood and when he don't want to give her no play no more she calls her brothers who are in of like a rival gang because Drink is still in the hood while Shooter is not. But, you know, he's still a part of the set. And she tells her brother that basically Drink put his hands on her, disrespecting her, calling her all of her name, calling her a hoe, whoop whoop whatever. So the brother shows up to Drink's house with like 10 of the niggas and uh, a jump Drink. And it's just like, really? All because that nigga didn't want you no more, you told a lie? Which he did. And you know, he ain't going like no punk. He like, you know, they gonna beat my ass, but I'm gonna get at least one, if not two of these niggas, and go to work on them. So he managed to beat a few of them up before, you know, they all got on top of him. And his addiction got even worse. And Rib is right there through it all. She's like, you know, you need to do something about this. You need to get this under control. And, of course, as addicts do, I don't have no problem. It ain't no problem. And she's like, all right, you know what? You got it. You right. Drink is also holding on to a secret. His dad died, um, like, two years ago. And his mom, you know, like, she's stuck in limbo. She don't want to move on without him. She's, like, kind of sad all of the time. But he knows that his dad was cheated on his mom 
and he has a little brother and he be helping that lady out take care of that little boy but he hasn't told his mom about the fact that there is like the little boy is even a lie and so the only reason why uh Ravika knows is because you know she saw it in one day and she was like nigga I know you don't have a fucking baby. Like, whose fucking baby is this? And he's like, man, chill out, chill out. This ain't my son. This is my brother. And she's like, do you really expect me to believe that? And he's like, yeah, because it's the truth. I ain't got no reason to lie to you. Oh, speaking of. So, at one point, because uh, the little boy mama's died. She had, like, cancer or something like that. But she died. So, now he's responsible for the child. But one day... Riv goes over there and the baby is hollering like hollering his head off and drink is nowhere to be found and the baby almost got into some pills like she walked in to the house to find the baby like real close to the pills so she snatches the pills up get the baby settled you know calm him down and go back in the bedroom to find drink across the bed like knocked out and she thinks he's high out of his mind so she slaps that nigga awake which is so funny because if you ever remember that clip of that woman who like lays down by her husband's bedside and slaps the shit out of him. And then when he wakes up, she's like, oh my darling, are you having a night? <laughs> so random, but that's what that made me think of. And he like, man, what the fuck wrong with you? And she's like, do you know what would have happened if you would have got this into his system and you just back here high? You don't care nothing about this baby. I'm not doing this shit with you, man. Ain't no way. And he like, man, you need to calm all that down. It ain't even like that. I was just tired as fuck because his little ass don't have me up all night. I'm not high. I'm tired. And she's like, no, nah, it, it was too close. I'm not doing this. You're not responsible. I'm not doing it. And so he like, man, you know, you ain't going nowhere. I can't do this without you. And he goes and flushes the... D- he had a big ass bag and it's like for somebody who swears they didn't have a problem why do you have so many of these pills but he goes and flushes them all down the toilet like look see i promise i'm done i i I gave up that narcotic now like girl it ain't over and (laughs) it was so she was like how how much money was that he like made about five thousand dollars she said you flush five thousand he was like i had to show you and that kind of pissed me off too. It's like, girl, you just swore you was about to leave me. I don't want to lose you. I had to do something to make you see that, you know, I wasn't letting this go. So, yeah, I flushed it down the toilet. And she was like, that was $5,000, though. Like, nigga, we could have resold that. <laughs> like, now that she over the fact that he not taking the drugs no more, she's like, but you ain't have to flush them down the toilet, though. Like, we could have he like girl you don't know nothing about selling you don't know nothing about that like girl let it go and he was like stop talking about it if i get pissed over the fact that i flush my shit down the toilet like i'm trying to focus on the fact that it's about you it's about us and so you know he gets clean and then he also takes like riv and the baby to his mama and of course the mama she i feel like she was playing though because that little boy looked just like uh 
like Dre. And so when she opened the door, she's like, you you had a baby? And he's like, no, ma. And she's like, oh, it ain't your baby. So you didn't tell me that she had a baby? And he's like, no, ma. Like, And so she's like, okay, so what's going on? So when he breaks it down to her, of course she don't want to believe it. And she's like, I'm not listening to this. No, your father would never. And it's like, yeah, he would. And he did. And so after she accepts that fact, then she has to accept the fact you kept this from me. And, you know, of course that hurts more because it's like, so you've been going, you knew that he cheated on me and you've been going to see this woman and you taking care of this babe. Like, get the fuck out of my house, man. I don't want shit to do with you. And, but then all of a sudden, you know, because he had to tell her, like, the mom is dead, so I got to take care of the baby. The baby with me now. And then she basically just shit on his whole life, like, the baby with you? You taking care of this baby? And, but she knew his life. She knew what he was into. It's just like, you, I don't know about all that. But one thing I hate, and y'all, if you a long-term listener of mine, or you heard any of my other shows, but if not, I'll recap. I am not a fan of taking care of other people's children. No, the baby didn't do anything. It's not the baby's fault. Those are true statements. But here's another true statement. That little bastard don't belong to me, and I'm not taking care of him. Not Okay, bastard is harsh, and that was rude. I'm sorry. I'm not taking care of nobody else's kids, especially if you cheated on me to have said child. May that child prosper and have the best life possible. But I won't be there to see it. Like, I... Child. Anywho. So, you know, that's their life now. Taking care of that little boy together. Ooh. So, uh, uh... This was also a fun part. Shooter opened up like a second tattoo shop location, right? And they there for the opening, whoop de whoop, whatever, whatever. So old girl who called her brother on Dream with her lying ass shows up talking about she wanna show support. And he like, Man, I will girl, get on my face. And he like, Why you lie? And she's like, I didn't lie. Uh well, she was like, I might have lied just a little bit, but that show you not to mess with me. And it's like, girl, but your brother can't see me one-on-one, though. He had to have a group of niggas behind him just to get me down. Because had it been one-on-one, you know I would have beat your brother's ass. And so, you know, if she sees that rib is there, so she's trying to throw her a little shade. But it's like, girl, what that? Like, I don't understand you women. It never be y'all. Why do y'all, like, you just can't move on? And so, let's go back to Shooter and Nobi. So, Shooter... His mama, he gets his mama, or, you know, he helps his mama to get clean. But the daddy is still out there doing him. So, at one point, she's sober. She thriving. She back in the, uh, the grandbaby's life. Which she knew her grandparents, but they were never, like, allowed to be around like that. So, you know, he on the up and up. And then the daddy shows up, like, baby, I'm sick. I need you. And the mama is about to fold quickly. And Shooter looked at her like, you bet. And I said, 
but you should know right there. As soon as she like stood up and started walking towards her, I'd have let her go. Because ain't no way you worked that hard to get that clean and you fall back in that trap like that. I'm, I'm letting you go. I know it's hard. I'm not trying to diminish people's struggles and things they go through because you can't fall off the wagon. But my thing, once again, I'm not going to be there to catch you. I have my own struggles to deal with. I cannot... I was just telling my friend this the other day. It's like, you can't carry your burdens and carry somebody else's burdens too. And let's just say you didn't have any burdens. Life is great. And you just, it still ain't your responsibility to help somebody else. It's like you offered your help. They took it and you helped them once. You don't have to help them again. I would have let her walk right on up. But of course, it's his parents. It's his mama. He like, no. You got yourself together. He want to be out there. Oh, and the daddy was cheating too, like in her face. But, you know, of course he going to blame it on the drugs. Say he didn't know what he was doing. Ain't no way he would do her like that. So, we'll do whatever. So, the, oh, yeah, back to the car accident that Nomi thinks she was responsible for. The other person, uh, the person in the other car, he's been in a, a coma in the hospital. So one day she shows up to see him and the wife is there and she is up. She's like, what are you doing here? You need to leave right now before I call the cops. And it was one of those days where nobody was just coming to see, you know, like maybe he woke up, maybe he's at home with his family now, maybe he's okay. And right after she leaves, well, not right after, but she leaves the hospital, she goes back to where she's like kind of going on with her life until one day Shooter and Ari are there and you know Ari's helping her you know like fake work and all that type of stuff and the police show up and she's arrested and it was the wife the wife is like that's her right there she murdered my husband because the man died in the hospital so Nomi is feeling terrible she's like you know Shooter got her out of jail, and she's like, you finally let me in. You finally let me get close to her, and this is what happened. She's like, you know, I understand if you don't want nothing to do with me, if you don't want to let me see her anymore, but just tell me how she's doing. And that right there, like, kind of solidified their relationship for Shooter, because he's like, you didn't plan on that happening. You know, you didn't try to make that happen. It was very unfortunate that it did happen. And the fact that you're even worried about her right now, we kind of need to be focused on you, tells me all that I need to know. And, you know, I'm not upset about the fact that, well, I am upset because my daughter was upset because, you know, Ari was like, no, where are they taking her? Like, dad, don't let them do that to her. She was upset. And, you know, she was looking for Nomi, like, after it happened. But he got her settled down and came to look for her. So, you know, they bail her out because she ain't got no record. Like, ain't nothing going on. So, until they investigate and find out what's going on, she's free to go. And so... She almost had a relapse, but he's like, don't shut down on me. You know, don't go into that headspace. Don't let this take you away from me. Basically take you away from us. 
because she's like, you know, I just need to let you go. You don't need to be dealing with this. You know, it's my fault anyway. I'm guilty. And so, you know, he's like, stay, fight for us, be with us. And she's like, you know what, you're right. I can't continue to live my life in the past. So she gets it together. Now, they do go to court. And uh, old lady... She's an attorney, but, you know, of course, I guess she can't pursue the case herself, so she has her own attorney. Come to find out, and Nomi remembers that night, the wife showed up on the scene, and she took an empty liquor bottle from his car and, uh, you know, took it and put it in her purse before anybody else could find it. And, you know, this stuff, it has never been tested, never you know, ain't nobody put no thought into it, no nothing. And so Shooter hires her an attorney, like he has an attorney and he hires his attorney for her. And so they get the toxicology report on the husband, come to find out his, uh, what is it called? His alcohol intake was like way above the limit and he he was the one that ran the light, not her. So her husband caused the accident. And the only reason why she was trying to uh, get her arrested and go to jail for murder and sue her is because of money. She was hoping to get some type of money. Like, she's broke, and that's basically all it is. And she has an outburst in uh, court. She's turns to her attorney and says i basically give it very much bring it on like i handed you this shit on a silver platter all you had to do was like just keep doing do everything the fuck i told you to do and we good to go and so you know the case is thrown out she's a free woman it was never her fault you know so basically although the man died himself he was the one that killed her mom and her sister not her so that's a burden lifted off of her shoulders and at some point they have like a mini family vacation where not a family vacation a couple trip but you know Ari and Shooter's mama is also there so I call it a family vacation where it's just like you know we grown, we in relationships, we having fun, honey. I said, oh, I love that for you. And it was nice to see, because even the dad, like, after the fact, Shooter went to go see his dad and told him, like, if you not dead ass about getting clean and, like, changing your life around, do not come around us anymore. Like, I'm not fucking playing with you stay away unless you are serious about this so even the dad get clean so it was a great thing of he was once surrounded by nothing but addicts and now everybody is clean everybody has gotten their life together but oh i meant to say before like the court scene and all that type of stuff like after she was arrested um old girl who shooter used to mess with right she comes into his tattoo shop with a bag of pills saying you know you know this is what your girl do right this the type of woman that you want your uh your daughter around like see you gave up me for her and he's like i thought i told your stalking ass a while ago like 
don't worry about it. It ain't going to be you. And like, how the fuck do you know this information anyway? And come to find out the old boy, I said he was a rival. He's not a rival. He works in the trap house that uh, Nomi used to cop from. And so he was hugged up with old girl telling her the business. And Shooter goes up in there like, and he asked the guy like at the front like who you telling my business to and that man like don't play me like that i don't pillow talk with nobody so i ain't told nobody nothing and he like who else be in here when she used to get her stuff and he like you know old boy in the back and so he go back there with his gun he done smack this thing around he like what you talking about me for what you speaking on my name for who you telling my business to and he like, no, nah, man, I thought it was... He said, man, it ain't about the fact that you fucking with her. I don't give a fuck about her. Why are you telling my business? Like, that's nobody's business but mine. What you telling it for? Mine? Your own. And he like, you right, you right. So, in the end... Let's wrap this on up. In the end, Shooter proposes to Nomi first. Like, you know, this right. We've been together almost a year. You know, thugging it out. The worst part is like, it's over. I love you. I want to marry you. You know, Ari sees you as her mom. Let's do this thing. And she says yes. And then Drake does the same thing. But at first, real, like, she refuses because she's like, you know, you don't have to copy off your friend if you feel like you're not ready. And the sad part is like in this story it kind of was like a me too thing like shooter got with nori and it's like it's serious then here comes drink with rib like you know i was just gonna uh break her off real quick but you know i guess i can make it serious with her too and then it's like he proposes then like a week later uh drink proposes too and it's just like damn man you ain't got to do everything your friend do and I don't know. I kind of would have ended the relationship right there because I'd have like, so you seriously think I can't make my own decisions? Have you not been in this relationship with me? But he fights hard. He like, I've been had this ring and he calls his mom. I would have hung up on the mama though. Like, I need y'all to read the book and go to the passage. Well, read the book. But when you get to the passage of his mama at the end, it's like, my, I ask you one question. Just answer the fucking question. You doing all this other shit, talking all this other shit. Just answer my goddamn question. But the mama feel a way about him anyway. While she talking about she all love and light and wisdom and all this. She feel a way about her son. Uh, but she is a uh, telling Rev. Like, you know, he's had this plan for a while. He done had the ring in his drawer just waiting on the right moment. And it became the right moment. So, in the end... Uh, what they both got married, they both had babies. Uh, Shooter and Nomi's babies was named Nadir and uh, with two A's. I thought that was kind of cute. Um, and Riv and Drake's son, no, they had a daughter, her name was Rain. That's what it was. Oh, how could I forget this, Lord? Uh, Shooter's you know, drugged out baby mama. She was the only one that didn't get clean. She actually ended up overdosing. And at one point, he got into a fight with her brother because her brother shows up to 
the tattoo shop like this all your fault you could get her clean if you wanted to you know she's she listens to you and shooters like what's the, that ain't my responsibility your sister is a grown-ass woman like i did not get her hooked on drugs she actually buys drugs from your people so if you got a real if you had a beef at all your beef is with your own people not with me like there's nothing i can do for your sister like I've talked to her before. Don't make it seem like I haven't. She just, like, she chose the drugs. Like, there's nothing for me to do. But at one point, he gets served at his uh, tattoo shop, like, a few months later or something like that, saying that, uh, what's her, Laura, Laura is the woman's name her parents are filing for custody of the child because they're in atlanta so not atlanta they're in georgia so in the state of georgia even if he does sign the birth certificate or even if the fact he's been taking care of her for the last four years or should i say three years um that means nothing because the mother has all the rights and she signed over her rights to her parents um and so they were suing for custody and he was upset for a minute because it's like they haven't been around they haven't checked on her they don't know the first thing about her but now they're trying to get custody and he goes to a crack house and like cusses laura ass out she's like you know you know you don't want custody like why the fuck are you doing this and she was hiding and talking some if you give me twenty dollars right now you know i'll sign off the rights and you can have but just give me twenty dollars and for i think it was only for one night it was either a night or a week i don't know why i can't remember but she had to go to their house and that baby was upset because she didn't know them she don't know nothing about them it's like why why are y'all doing this and so when they had to go to court it was time for like the final decision Laura's daddy asked to speak with him and at first he refused he's like I'm not doing that shit I don't want to talk to them I ain't got shit to say to them but the dad is like you know he don't want to take this to court he don't want to go in there like we trying to have a final discussion before you know this is the finality of it and you can basically only have visitations when they say so so he going to talk to that man and of course he got a sob story like that's my daughter I just wanted to help her but I was not for trying to take my granddaughter away from you. And so he's like, you know, I'll sign over the rights right now. You know, just let me be in her life from afar. And this was our final attempt at trying to help her. And, you know, we couldn't. So basically, like, I'm sorry. And Shooter is like, man, I'm not trying to hear that shit. Y'all was really about to take my daughter away from me. Like, y'all ain't thought about this little girl. Y'all don't know nothing about her. She don't know y'all. So, I like, I really don't want to hear nothing from you. And I was like, true. True T. I'm on his side. Like, ain't no way for the last three years y'all just come out of nowhere. And y'all thinking that this is going to help y'all daughter. What did it help? It didn't help anything. It's like, if anything, it really makes me hate y'all a little bit more. Because my baby was traumatized when y'all came to that house and pulled her up out of it because it's like i'm sleeping in a place i don't know y'all just taking me away from my daddy but no say so 
And that's the one thing I hate about the government. It's like y'all literally just rip families apart just because y'all can. And it should not be right. But he like, man, I'll think about it. But you know, what? It, sure. Like basically agrees to whatever his terms were just so he could have his daughter. And that is the end of the book. I hope you guys enjoyed this review. It was kind of all over the place. Um, but I hope to see you back next week. Next week, Lord. Peace and blessings, my beautiful people.